Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Now, I have a question. What's been going on at Asprey? An eyewitness has joined to tell us more. Yay! I cannot wait to tell you and share with you our guest for this hour because he has been on the campus of Asbury. We're going to lay to rest all the things we've seen on social media and in the news, and we'll talk about all that in a minute. But I also want to share something with you before Bob Mueller comes and and shares what you have witnessed there on the campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Uh, But, you know, we've told you a little bit about the Jesus Revolution. The movie comes out next week. It's a week from today that it's in theaters. Now, some areas are going to get this film a couple of days prior to, and according to the producer, Kevin Downs, if you go a couple of days before, like if it's showing in your area on the 22nd, there are some bonus features in that showing of the film, but the 24th is the actual release date. Kelsey Grammer plays Chuck Smith, Pastor Chuck Smith in Jesus Revolution. And I cannot get over, I've been a fan of Frasier for years, so I've seen a lot of that. I cannot get over watching Kelsey Grammer in this. Like, it stirs my heart even this morning to share this with you. He just yesterday, I believe, was on Kelly and Ryan. And that's, you know, the television show, Kelly and Ryan. And here's what he had to share when they asked him about the film Jesus Revolution. Uh, That's a scene from Jesus Revolution. Tell us about it. It's a nice movie. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Really I sweet. mean, yeah. uh, you're tearing up. Yeah. I see you getting emotional. <laughs> what, are, what are you feeling? <laughs> Can I play doctor? Um, what yes, do you of feel? course. Um, I, I, I love this movie. Yeah. I really love it. When, my, when we first saw the first cut, uh, we sat down in our home and, and Kate saw it. She said, oh, my God, it's the best thing I've ever done. She started crying. <laughs> but uh, he's... Uh, He's a man looking for his own faith and finds it as well. Uh, a man whose church is empty and he can't get uh, traction and he's starting to think he's gonna be fired from his job as a pastor. And uh, uh, this hippie comes into his life and he finds a new purpose and uh, started a movement that is still still going. So I mean, it's extraordinary. Story. Yeah, it's a true story. You're Chuck Smith, Chuck Smith. Is, uh, the guy I played. He died in uh, 2014, I think. But uh, the number of people who came up uh, and said, oh, you're playing Chuck Smith. Oh, I, I listen to him all the time. Or, uh, and they say, uh, He's, uh, he, mar- he married us. Or uh, I was baptized by Chuck Smith. Uh, you can see this light in their eyes. And... When you see the film, you are going to understand why Kelsey Grammer has been brought to tears live on Kelly and Ryan. This interview happened yesterday. Kelsey Grammer played Pastor Chuck Smith in Jesus Revolution. I've not seen a film like this in a long, long time. The power of God is so evident in what happened in the 70s. And in the 70s, there was also a revival on the campus, Asbury University, then Asbury College in Wilmore, Kentucky. We are seeing, like, I can't get over how God works sometimes. We are seeing something that is kind of parallel to the Jesus movement and things. We, we have yet to see what this will all look like, but we just want to take one day at a time and thank the Lord for what he's doing. Bob Muller is joining us this morning. Bob, you and your wife uh, serve with Four Keeps Ministries. That's the ministry God has given you. But you two have been on the campus in Wilmore, Kentucky, coming back to Tennessee last night. 
What did you encounter when you went to Wellmore? Well, we encountered um, people seeking the presence of God. Um, Cheryl and I graduated from Asbury Seminary. I forgot that. And uh, we were there in the late 70s, um, some seven years, eight years after the first revival. And the day I walked onto campus, I think it was in 1977, as a single student exploring whether I wanted to go there, I felt the presence of God, is all I can say. It was so overwhelming. Mm. And it was sort of the afterglow of that revival. Seven years later, there was still something lingering. (laughs) And I had a chance to, many of my classmates had been at the university or the college in those days when it had occurred. And um, I, I could not get over it. It was, um, it was so unique. And uh, a few days ago, let's see, it would have been on um, Tuesday night we got to Asbury late. It was raining hard. Wednesday morning it was, um, we, we, we went to the chapel. And across the street, was a line of people waiting to get into Hughes Auditorium that was at least the length of a football field. Wow. And when we left yesterday, it had doubled or tripled, and it was pouring rain, and people were still standing in line. Seeking the presence of God, and since we're hearing across social media in particular that there is something going on on the campus of Asbury University That does draw people. If we think we're going to be able to encounter the presence of God in a way we have yet to do, no wonder people are going to Wilmore, Kentucky. Bob and Cheryl Moeller have been there. Bob is no stranger to Moody Radio. You have not only been on the air here many times, you've joined Steve and myself uh, several times to just talk about ministry and relationships for Keeps Ministries, the name of what you and Cheryl do. When we come back, we're going to find out what also happened with Bob and Cheryl when they went to Wilmore and was there on the campus of Asbury University. Right now, we're reminded of who God is, and part of his character is his goodness. Remember to find us on Facebook at Dawn and Steve in the Morning. Have you ever experienced a revival? Call 800-555-7898 or text us and let us know if that's ever been your experience. Oh, yes. We would love to hear from you this morning. Steve Hiller out of studio for today. Bob Moeller is in. And Bob and Cheryl, not only are you graduates of Asbury College, then when you graduated Asbury University now in Wilmore, Kentucky, but you decided to go back and see what's going on campus. You were there seven years after the the revival of 1970. Now we're hearing and seeing so many different things. You made it to the campus, which is a feat, I think, trying to get into Wilmore. Uh, once you got to campus, were you able to get into Hughes Auditorium? No, we never were able to. We, we opted instead. The lines were so long, uh, and they were lines day and night. Uh, this has been going day and night for, I guess, nine days now, something like that. And... Um, uh, they they saved 9 to 11 each morning for Gen Z because they wanted the students to be able to get in. But otherwise, it was people from everywhere. At least 20 universities had sent students from around the country, and people as far as New Zealand and Indonesia reportedly had flown in as well. No kidding. I just, I can't fathom what this must be like. There are some of the questions, and I'm, I purposely have not been reading the naysayers because 
here's my little Don Ray May point of view. If the spirit of God is moving, who am I to say, oh, it's not real. It's not genuine. Uh, mm, I'd rather be quiet and let unfold what's going to unfold and learn. You've been there. You've been on campus. Is it an emotional? What's going on? Like, what did you sense? Um, hope is what I sensed. Um, I think people came for hope, hope that God could intervene in their lives. God could heal. And there have been testimonies of physical healings, though that's not the you know, primary focus by any means. There's no hype going on. There's nobody trying to work up something. Um, it's almost continual singing in worship. Uh, we sat in our seminary chapel where I had spent so many wonderful days as a student, and they had a live feed. In fact, they had to use three or four auditoriums on the whole campus complex because there isn't enough room in Hughes. And uh, last I heard, they were thinking of putting up a giant circus tent. But this is anything but a circus. This mm-hmm. is people were polite. They were smiling. Nobody was pushing and shoving. Um, And the interesting thing is there was nobody in charge, humanly speaking. I mean, there were pastors and and campus officials who would give some guidance, you know, as to things. But there was no one in charge. They were not publishing an agenda. In fact, I think I only heard one sermon the whole time I was there, and that was from the president of the college who spoke briefly. Uh, even the pastors come. I, I could see around from where we were sitting, numerous pastors and wives had come and were kneeling. And uh... I know it's an emotional response to see the presence and the move of God. Yeah, I think there's a hunger. Yeah. And it's, it's not a fascination like, oh, let's go see, mm-hmm. you know, this event as some type of spectator. I don't know that anybody came, very few came for that. People came because they knew they needed the reality of God in their lives in a deeper way and that it was happening here. Now, you know, my background is not given to signs and wonders, okay? I I don't mean to offend any listeners, but that is not my theological background. In fact, I was sort of raised in, if it's not in the bulletin, God can't do it, okay? That's kind of my, my background, okay? So let me set the record straight before I say this. But um, one of the things that happened was someone was taking a selfie of themselves, or mm-hmm. at least just to report what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't mean, well, anyway, in the background, it was a beautiful, gorgeous day, clear, clear, beautiful day in the almost 70 a few days ago. There was a cloud like a dove mm. that was near the uh near the Hughes auditorium it was low it was wow. i can you you can find it on god too if if you want to see sure. it but it was um just the sense that that the presence of god is in this place what amazes me knowing your theological background and knowing that you would not necessarily be looking for the sign in the sky that you no. did notice something. What did you notice about the people that were in line? Are they all of a particular generation, variety of folks? No, you've never seen a wider representation of the church than what I saw. Wow. All the way from elderly people who, you know, came almost needing walkers or whatever, all the way to young children, three and four um, years old, uh, 
parents with their entire families. Uh, I heard Glenn Beck yesterday um, on the radio talking about this, and he heard about it, and he said, I'm going to take my family there. Wow. Um, there's a certain attraction yep. that parents know, I-, I want my children to know God. I-, I want them to experience as well as myself. It was the most multi-generational gathering I think I- I've ever witnessed, at least for an event like um like this. Something beautiful is happening on the campus of Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, and Bob and Cheryl Moeller have been there. Bob and Cheryl, you've probably heard on Moody Radio, Four Keeps Ministries, but as we look at revival, awakening, what does this mean to all of us if we never make it to the campus of Asbury? We're going to continue to talk about what we might be preparing our hearts for as we can encounter God where we are And what will he do next? Well, that we'll never know until we see it manifest itself as God continues to move. And that's our prayer. It is Moody Radio. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the morning. We're over 100 subscribers on YouTube. And today, Dr. Mark Terman of the Denison Forum talks about whether to be on offense or defense. Click the bell to subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve. And we thank you for doing that. We also thank Bob Moeller for joining us this morning for Keeps Ministries, but talking about your and your wife Cheryl's experience as you return to your alma mater, which would be Asbury College when you graduated, Asbury University now in Wilmore, Kentucky. And of course, we know that God is stirring. He's moving on that campus in so many people are coming from truly all over the world as we hear reports to see what is happening and to experience it really and just the spirit of God that you saw you witnessed and encountered there but you have done a lot of research on awakenings and revivals and the terminology there matter of fact in 1995 you wrote a fiction a novel a fiction account but you did so much research what did you find out especially let's go back to england before the first great awakening as i read what was happening in england at that time i'm like are you sure bob this isn't the u.s right now widespread drug abuse alcohol abuse immorality criminal gang activity harsher penalties control behavior etc etc you sure you sure you're talking about before the great awakening that was one of the things that really stunned me was the parallels between the condition in societies you know, hundreds of years ago, prior to awakenings and, you know, parallel till today. Yeah, there was um, decreasing spiritual vitality of churches, wide-scale breakdown of marriages, social order, open immorality among the highest public officials. I mean, it was it was ho- so horrible in London that prior to this awakening, um, they had 150 different offenses that would be considered capital offenses. They had to increase the harshness to control. They had gangs roaming in the countryside in the cities that would terrorize people, and they had public hangings every Friday in London that people would come to and and watch. That was the condition of things. That's how, how far down the society had gone. And then God sent an awakening and uh, a spiritual revival that actually lasted over 40 years in length from its beginning to end and totally transformed the society. What do you think it is in us as believers, or even if we're just questioning, Lord, what are you real, that draws us to something like what's happening in Asbury? Well, I think there's a hunger in every heart uh, to not just know God in the sense of 
we understand about him, we read about him, but actually to experience uh, the reality of God in our lives. And revival is a time in which God pours out his spirit in such a profound way that for just a period of time, it seems like some kind of curtain is drawn back, if you will, uh, between heaven and earth, and we begin to experience the glory of God, the holiness of God, his love, his mercy, uh, his uh, ability. Revivals often go first with this sudden, um, it starts with a burden for prayer, and then, then often there is a sudden, unexpected manifestation of uh, of God's Spirit, where people come under conviction of sin. Mm-hmm. That's one of the primary, you know, it's not about bells and whistles. It's not about, you know, all sorts of um, outward things. It's an inward experience where you become so deeply aware of your own sin, that sin that has maybe been neglected for years or decades, that you just can't run from it. It's like Isaiah who says, woe is me, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Un, unclean person, unclean lips among an unclean people. And during the Second Great Awakening here in America, Charles Finney, uh, people where, where they were conducting these meetings, somebody would go and pray for a couple of weeks prior to his arrival. But when he would come to town, people who just stepped into that village or town came under so much conviction they could not speak. Um he would meet people who were bringing, you know, horses or carriage. They were unable to even speak. You could see in their eyes the conviction of sin they were experiencing. He hadn't even preached yet. Wow. And when the first Great Awakening came back to England and the condition the country was in, what transformation happened? England was basically saved from the brink of yeah, revolution. Yeah, the brink of a revolution like the French had, which was horrible, yeah. you know, the French Revolution. No, England was saved from that. I think social historians agree on that. And what happened was individuals, first the church was revived. Revive means to live again. And by the way, revival is not for unbelievers first. It is, you can't revive something that's never been alive, okay? And it's not getting saved again. It's the reality of your salvation overwhelming you, the finished work of the cross, where you see who God really is. And what's happening in Asbury right now is altars are the front of the, filled with uh, students and adults confessing sin, uh, asking God to restore relationships. Uh, racial reconciliation is happening there. We 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 witness that F- families reconciliation. All of this, it's um, when we let God deal with the sin and mm-hmm. remove it from our lives, then all of a sudden. There is an overwhelming desire to make things right, to be restored in families, among parents, children. Uh, I remember when I was at Asbury Seminary studying there that the the bookstore owner told me in the weeks and months after the revival, she had student after student come in and say, I need to pay you for this book I stole. Wow. I I took this this textbook. The, The local grocer said the same thing for a year. People were coming back. Now, these are seminary and and college students coming back to pay him for the goods they had stolen from the supermarket. God is on the move. He, we could see it in 1970 there on the campus of Asbury. Interestingly enough, he would choose that campus once again to visit in 2023 Bob and Cheryl Moeller are alumni of Asbury College, and they were just there coming home last night 
and we're getting what they experience, but what others are experiencing and how God is moving in hearts and lives. I don't know about you, but I'm so encouraged. It is Don and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. Remember to follow us on Instagram. Do that. And also know that Bob Moeller, as we continue our conversation with him, is going to be on Chris Fabry Live this afternoon. And you will get even more of the story as he and his wife, Cheryl, graduated Asbury Seminary, was on the campus of Asbury University just a couple of days ago, actually coming home last night. Now, many of us will never make it to one of these college campuses that is experiencing a renewal of sorts but we can have a personal revival we can ask the lord but bob what what is entailed in a personal revival well yes and of course it's you can't really in any sense make it mechanical because it's a it's a sovereign work of, of god but here are steps that seem to be characteristic of each revival uh number one admit just how far you have drifted from god mm. Just admit how far. I was talking to someone last night on the phone, and he said, you know, God convicted me um, after I was part of a revival how critical and judgmental I had become of other people. And I just began to see that over and over in my life. Anyway, how far have we drifted from God? Number two, humbly call on God in prayer. You don't need to be at that campus or anywhere. You Today, you can humbly say, Lord, I need to live again. Mm-hmm. You know, I need you to bring a fresh uh, awareness of who you are and the finished work, the cross, the power of the gospel. Uh, I want to live a holy life. Um, Lord, work in me. Number three, repent with a contrite heart. Um, you know, God is near the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. And come with r- real contrition before him. Number four, Confess your sins to God. And confession means to agree. Agree with God that you've sinned, and maybe to others. That may be important as well. Um, this last week, God convicted me of a broken relationship. I was actually doing a funeral, and I met someone there who I hadn't seen in years, decades maybe, and I remember um, a rift that occurred, and God said, this is the time. <laughs> I, I needed to go up and just apologize, and, and he did as well. And um, a funeral's a strange place to make peace, but we did. Um, receive the power of the Holy Spirit in a new way. Of course, I believe as soon as you're a believer, you have the, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But are we really uh, surrendered to his control? Do we really want to allow him to rid everything from our lives that should not be there? And these are things that we can all do Absolutely. right this moment, today. This very moment. Having the power of God just really rise up in our lives. If you're a believer, if you're a Christ follower, you've repented of your sin, you know he's the one who paid the penalty, but he's been quiet because of all the things we've been pursuing that are not of him or certainly not under his lordship. These are steps, if you will, that we can, as you said, agree with him as we repent of things and allow him to take over those parts of our lives that maybe we've had control over for way too long. We sense that brokenness in us. Bob Moeller is with us as he and his wife Cheryl have been on the campus at Asbury University just over the last couple of days and then shares with us, do we need our own stirring? We're going to connect you with some of the resources that he has put together for us just so that you can pray through some things. It's your time, your quiet time with the Lord as we pray for revival.